Welcome, Welcome to Pisces Rising. Rising. I'm Ash. And I'm Heather. We want to talk about astrology with you. Go deep or go home. Hello, welcome to Pisces Rising, everyone. We're back and we're bored. Yeah. Sorry, we're getting really <laughs> bored of the compatibility series and we need a little break. I hope you don't mind. We'll be back to it eventually, but we've done half the Zodiac and we are not... We're getting revenge on the Libras by leaving them hanging. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> So we're here with Ellen today. Ellen's here with her adorable puppy, Choopy. Choopy. <laughs> Um, yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna just give another freestyle talk because that's what we really like, and we're gonna talk to you about astrology, what got us into it, what got us hooked, what's frustrating about it, what we get as professional readers, kind of situations we might find ourselves in being <laughs> astrologers, which yes is a thing. Um, and yeah, we're just gonna talk to you about that for those of you who might be interested in practicing astrology yourself. Um, on a deeper basis or for other people this could be helpful. Yeah so Heather and I are both professional astrologers at this point and Ellen is very interested in astrology. Learning. Learning so, yeah. yeah. She's been a witness to many of our conversations <laughs> over the years at the shop so. Yeah. We yeah are... Absorbing all of it. <laughs> so what how'd you get started? So I think I might have even mentioned this in the podcast before, but I'll just tell the story again. The Christmas, when I was nine years old, my mom got me a book on astrology and a book on dreams, like a dream dictionary. And those were like two of my favorite Christmas gifts ever. I just like remember that Christmas being the best ever. We didn't have a lot of money. That was like pretty much one of a few things that I got that year. And it was wonderful. And so I got really into sun signs. I got really into learning what each... Of the traits were looking at my friends and you know for a while I didn't really go any deeper than that because you know I was a kid but um then I think probably around like late teenager time I got into tarot and I noticed that there were a lot of astrological connections within tarot and so I got the only astrology book you'll ever need by what's Joanna uh, Joanna Maritime okay and I was able to learn a lot more about astrology. I looked up my own chart and I found out like, wow, some of these signs that I always were drawn to are actually in my chart, like my moon sign, Sagittarius. I always really related to that. Oh, Pisces is my rising sign. Wow, I love Pisces. I feel like the description for that really fits me. And it was so cool. And so then, you know, I would talk to my friends about it because it was really all I could think about at the time. When I'm excited about something, it just kind of consumes me. And so they'd be like, I want to know what mine is. And so I would bust out my book and be like, let me tell you. And then eventually I had people come over to my house to get readings from me and you know at the beginning it was really just looking things up in books I kind of collected a little astrology library and then I started like consuming basically all the astrology content I could find and went from there and then I met Heather and we just started talking about astrology so much that it just became enmeshed in pretty much everything I do and now I am doing astrology professionally as one of my many hats that I wear. Entrepreneur, renaissance woman. <laughs> How about you, Heather? It was the same. It was a book that my um, best friend got me, who's still my best friend today, Kara. Um, and she got this book at like maybe my 13th birthday. And it was <laughs> Sun Signs and Compatibility. And I was like 
sexually curious from day one out of the womb. So I just like <laughs> sucked up this book and and like was loved like loved seeing it in action. Loved like meeting people and looking up their signs, particularly like anytime I had a crush. Um, so that's really what you know motivated me was like, oh, how are these signs you know sexually? That's kind of usually what what kicks it off in general or any kind of discovery usually begins with that. I think the internet's like the first thing that went through was porn or something. I don't know if you you saw saw that movie or that, read that documentary, but literally it is that kind of curiosity that starts things up. Is your Venus Um, in Aries? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So that kicked it off for me. But then as I got older, when I was feeling misunderstood, older, like 18, I think I had the same book for five years. Um, I, the only astrology book you'll ever need. It's really, really true, actually. Like, that taught me how to draw charts, taught me how to make them. And then once you get that deep in something and you see, okay, this is going to help me not judge you, this is going to help me, me understand you, this is going to help me understand myself, I just ended up going really, really deep with it. So by the time I was 18, I was really observing everything. And, you know, I have a... The only thing I can remember really clearly are people's charts. If I look up a famous person's chart, I can remember the pattern of it. I think there's something about the emotion and the memory of the charts or of how somebody might be just really wanting to understand someone so bad. And when I see someone's chart, I understand them. You know, whether I know them or not, I have an understanding once I can kind of... Um, see where their motive is and where their intention is and what that could stem from between the aspects. That just makes me feel really comfortable about... And it, it also really, it sounds like there's judging going on, but it actually makes it a lot easier to not judge when you can see this person is dealing and struggling with this aspect innerly. Like, uh, it's a way... I always want to cast light um, on the situation for them and, and be like, let's help these parts reconcile. So there's there's more of an understanding than a judgment and that makes me feel safe and helps me to understand myself and people through all the energy that astrology has brought over the years. And uh, once you once you read enough books, you can just never read a book again and start paying attention. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, the more charts you look at, the more you start to find your own patterns and understand sort of what the signs mean to you and where all the placements are. Heather, you actually have one of the best, like, memories astrologically of anyone. I remember, you know, Heather owned a crystal shop for many years, and I worked there for her. That's actually how we met. I would go into her crystal shop and get tarot readings from Heather when I first moved to Portland. Portland, Maine, that is. And somebody would come into the shop, and you would be like oh there's that Aries even if you hadn't seen them in years you would remember the person based on their their astrology and you're really good at guessing yeah. people's signs too I was always very you are too though uh I think you're better but thank you <laughs> and then when you do readings actually speaking of guessing people's signs one thing I noticed is doing card readings you see their moon sign more yeah you know, like when you when you do this when you open up yourself to do astrology and you're reading for other people what you're going to more tap into is their moon sign. It's, it's, astrology is important because it's going to show you the subconscious. And once you see the subconscious, it becomes conscious. So when you're doing these dynamics for people and you're reading for them, the moon sign is so important in deep astrology. And that's more likely why people are coming to you. They're coming from a place of the moon or of the emotion as a part of the sun. The sun is glorious. It doesn't really need to understand. It just needs to show off. But the moon really needs to, really needs the conscious light shed on it so it 
doesn't turn into a shitstorm later because it's it's your moon that you really need to understand. Yeah. When did you start doing professional astrology? I think I was 26. Mm-hmm. And the first reading was in the shop for a Scorpio, Scorpio, Virgo. And I remember being really nervous. I was always confident with the tarot, but the astrology took... When you make a chart from scratch, I don't know if any of you have ever done that, but it just takes a... It's, it, it takes a lot of calculation, and that was actually the hardest thing for me to learn. Yeah, it's very math aspects and angles, yeah. And so I drew up his chart, and I was just like, the, the easy part was always interpreting. Making the chart was always hard. And just did a bunch of research ahead of time into his chart. And I remember I read for him, and once I started, I was like in complete relief, because I could tell he was sucking up what I was putting down. This was the first reading I charged for, anyway. And he tipped me double what my rate was at the time which was like 80 bucks for an hour and a half or something like that's amazing yeah that's really reaffirming yeah and then yeah. I think he gave me like 240 dollars total for the chart and I probably went about two hours with him just because I had written so much out and I was like all right like I'm in and then I immediately upped my prices and started started reading for people it took it I had to earn my confidence with that, though, with the astrology. Yeah. I had to earn it, and it was through that one reading. I had done tons and tons of readings before that for people, but this was the first one I charged for, and that was the one that really shifted things for me because once I did that, that gave me the confidence, where the tarot reading, I was just always, it was always easy. Yeah, very intuition-based, whereas astrology, there's certain archetypal science and math kind of drawn in. It's, it requires a bit more of a knowledge base, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now the, the charts, they print the up for you online. Yeah. But, like, when you're using an ephemeris, it takes, like, an hour before you can even read the chart yeah. when you have to make it yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's interesting how accessible astrology has become in this age of the internet. There's so many more astrologers than ever before. Um, you know, and we can maybe use that term loosely, but um, people that are interested in astrology are maybe pursuing it. There's a lot more of that, and but there's also maybe a lot more stuff to wade through because it's kind of just a lot of people are interested in it now. Do you get a lot of, like, tell me about this and somebody shows you their chart and it's not even the circle it's just yes. this sign and this this yes. sign and this it's that's like, one thing that drives me nuts yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. like, to me, it's so much about, like, the ge- geometry and how the like, aspect patterns make me feel and what that brings out. And so if somebody just gives me a list, I, you know, I can maybe pick something out. I can talk about it, but it, I don't know. It's elementary. You need to see the circle because that's what helps you identify the patterns. Yeah. When you see the shapes of the patterns and recognize, okay, I've seen this before in Neil Young, you know. Or yeah. In, you know. And then also the other thing is, as an astrologer, you're going to attract patterns. Like, I attract people who have a lot of shit in the 12th house, or people who have a Sun, a Venus, Mars, Mercury conjunct, you know. I definitely attract a lot of stelliums, a lot of, yeah, 12th house stelliums. Yeah. I attract a lot of 8th house people, people, I just did a reading for, uh, well, I've done a few readings for this really lovely lady who has like this amazing packed eighth house stellium of like six planets it's like the craziest thing I've ever seen but I also notice that sometimes I'll go through waves of attracting certain people to me maybe based on what is going on for me it's always a mirror astrology is very much a mirror yeah if you like what I find is I'll be like I want to learn about this and then I'll see it in the chart like when we talk about Chiron 
Yeah. I started getting people right before we did our Chiron episode oh, and yeah. a ton of people right after Chiron. Chiron now, returns, people yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 What's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you giving an astrology reading? So this year, which was probably my busiest year ever the for astrology of COVID, I was doing three or four astrology readings a week. I started getting people that were booking me for their friends and that would be like, I want you to tell my friend this or my mother this. Like, can you, like, I would read for them and help them with their subconscious. And then they would want to give somebody a reading. So they would get a gift certificate for that person to get read. But then list me all the stuff that they wanted me to tell them. Oh, about my their gosh. <laughs> personalities. That's really funny. And what they need to fix. Oh, man. I get that a lot. Wait, do you not get that? Um... No, I, 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 no, not really, no. I've never had that happen. What do you get? Um, I get a lot of people who don't know the time they were born that want me to help them figure that out, which is cool, that's fun, but that, that's not really weird. I'm trying to think of something yeah. that's weird that's happened to me. The astrology thing, that one particular thing that I just described, really just started happening majorly last year, and I don't know, into this year, and I don't know if it's because I got so busy or I shed light on something in them like if when you're yeah. busier you're just getting more of people so there's could be another pattern developing mm-hmm. or they just were like all right you have the balls to tell me this you can tell this person this yeah exactly did you do it no way <laughs> <laughs> no when I do a chart I pick out the hardest aspects yeah and that's you know if they were to ask me a question about it, I will always answer any question astrologically in session. Absolutely. If they're like, why do you think I might do this? Yeah. Um, but you're not going to be the messenger for their no. other people's relationship. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally letters, step by step, tell them this, that, this. Yeah. It's like almost scripted. I'm like. Was it like their astrology? Did they know? Were they like, their moon is here. Tell them this, no. this, and that. Or they were just like, they're being No, like they're this. just like, they're being like this, and I need them to be like this. <laughs> oh, boy. Do you get annoying daily questions? Like, the second somebody knows you're about astrology, is it like, tell me about me? The most common thing I get is people with compatibility questions, and... You know, I would notice this a lot more when I was younger and, like, wasn't charging for readings. It would be friends every time they meet the cute guy on the street whose birthday they happen to know. Look at it, you know, tell me if this should work out. And it's, like, somebody they barely talk to. God, and then the next day it's a new one. And, you know, it's fine. Like, if you're if you're paying for that, that's cool and whatever. Like, no judgment there. But I... I realized that I needed to start paying because that was happening with a lot of friends and I don't think they realize how much time it actually takes to do it. And, you know, I'm happy to look stuff like that up for people, you know, that I know and I'm not going to always charge them for it, but um, there comes a time where people will start to take advantage of that. I've seen you be asked that question in the store a multitude of times. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, like, I'm, you know, a fairly um, easygoing person, so for a long time I would just be like, yeah, I'll do that and... But then I started getting really burnt out, and I'm like, all right, I gotta start charging. And now, now that that's that's gotten better. That's what I think the most difficult thing is. It's like as an astrologer, I want to talk. When I have an astrological conversation, I want it to be give or take. So when I'm not working, and I get the like, tell me about this, or tell me about him, or tell me about hers, or this is my chart. Give me a reading now. 
I do find that incredibly frustrating because it's like, I don't, you know, this is my job. It's actually my career and I value it. And, you know, I don't want to walk down the street with you chasing me with your phone so I could see somebody else's chart and give them an interpretation of them. But again, I don't mind reading the patterns, you know, for my hourly rate at all because there's a transaction there and I like am looking it up and there's not the exhaustion of the give and take with astrology for me is very important, I think. Yeah, it's just about like the value there and like the respect that's kind of innate in the transaction. Yeah, because it is for self-improvement and and to really know yourself. So it's, you know, people that are into it in a way of going to other people, that's not what really helps you transform. It's like going to other, somebody else to like get a reading can kick off something really amazing, but it's dissecting your chart and understanding it and reading other people's chart again to understand yourself like Ashley was saying that's going to bring the healing on it's going to help you understand yourself psychologically it's going to help you understand your unconscious and your conscious mind a lot better and work with it and then you know you move to transits and you see like what you're working with all the time it's it's very much like homeopathy it's taking like what is what's going on it's taking the weather pattern and it's going with that flow and the more you get into astrology, the more you do that, the greater it is. But that also comes from doing the internal work yourself of really dissecting your chart, looking up other people that have the same patterns as you and seeing how it could manifest. You know, if your sun is square, your moon, who are people that have sun squares moons and how does it manifest for them? And what can you do to honor both those parts so you're not living in that conflict anymore? And when astrology is real like that and it's used to really bring out the higher self, that's when it's awesome. Mm, yes. But when it's used as a tell me this mm. for free so I don't have to do anything at all and just hear this amazing thing, then I'm not as interested in it. Yeah, exactly. Because the thing is, like, any two people can be compatible. Looking at two people's charts doesn't really tell you much because you know your charts could be very conflicting but you could still have a really great relationship it's more what the what the relationship's going to bring out of you and what um you might need to kind of show up for in the relationship it's not like oh he's a gemini with a taurus moon and you're you know a sagittarius with a leo moon this is never going to work it's not like that you know and i think some people expect that cut and dry of an answer yeah you know but the thing is, like, astrology is really a lifelong journey. I'm still, I've known about my chart now for, like, 15 years, and I'm still uncovering it. And there's always more to learn because every transit that happens in, like, the changing sky is going to influence my chart more and reveal more to me about myself. And it really never stops. That's the thing. It's not like you get to a point where you're like, all right, I know all of astrology. Now let me just read. I'm going to keep learning about astrology for the rest of my life. Yeah. And one thing, there's so many layers. Yeah. It is different than the tarot. I mean, it's so connected, but the tarot is based off astrology because astrology is so deep. Yes. And then you just bring it into like a card, but it's coming from the cosmos and there's infinite. I'm starting to witness it too, seeing the transits happen in day-to-day life. You're just like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. And then you look it up and you're like, oh my god, the moon was opposite their Mars or something. And you're like, that was the moon opposition Mars in these signs. Wow, that that's what that felt like. Yeah. I went through that, even if it was in somebody else's chart, you're like, you what? 
do it for your friends or your family and like and you see them go through it it's like whoa those imprint and then you're like I know what a moon opposite Mars feels like yeah to the point where you could start to guess aspects yeah sometimes I hear people talk like in a readings, you know, somebody will just like really get down and dirty and I'll be like, oh my God, that's Mars opposed Pluto, like right there. What you're talking about, that conflict or like never being able to figure out who you are or what your purpose is or always feeling like you're in some sort of evil transformation, no matter what you do, you're st there's still transformation. It's like, okay, I know that transit or that aspect. Mm -hmm. This is what you're facing and this is like how to shed some light on that. I thought about, actually that just kind of triggered a memory of something we were talking about earlier. Actually, so what I attract for people, usually people with heavy Pluto, 8th house, or people that are going through major Pluto transit. You went through a Pluto transit? <laughs> he does have a Scorpio moon. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how many different ways there are to do astrology, too. Like, you might notice that you can learn a lot of different things from different astrologers. So you could go get your chart read by Heather, then get it read by me, then go to another astrologer that you like, and you might hear three complete. well, you will hear three completely different things. And that's the other thing to remember is that um, astrology is being sort of translated from the heavens down to you through the medium of the astrologer. And so that's going to kind of alter it. So you're not always going to resonate with every single astrologer out there. There's going to be some that really speak to you personally. And maybe they don't to your friends. Maybe they like other astrologers. And so that's another thing to remember. And I think that's why a lot of people get turned off by astrology. Maybe they've listened to an astrologer or they know someone and it just doesn't really connect to them. But that doesn't mean that their astrologer isn't out there, you know? You like find the people that see you. Yeah. yeah. You know? And if you can be seen, then that's the person that you can trust. I've definitely been to a lot of really bad astrologers. I, and I never yeah. tell anybody that I'm an astrologer if I'm going. Like, yeah. I'm never, like, when I go for a reading, I'm not, like, I don't sit down and, like, I'm a professional reader and astrologer. You know, I just sit down and get read and see if I can learn a new way. And tarot readings have been okay, but I've definitely been to, like, some people where I'm, like, where the fuck are you getting that? Do you have the right time? Yeah. There's in... I've experienced um, a few male astrologers where I'm just like, wait a minute, are you even taking into consideration that like I'm really emotional or my moon, it's almost like scripted. The male astrologers that I've been to have never gone deep into the emotion. Mm -hmm. And again, I think I've been to like two or three, but they've probably been the worst readings of like. They're good for the transits, I think, because they're like, oh, it's going to do this and then this and then it's going to do this. More action oriented, yeah. yeah. But Leo King, I really like for an astrologer. He's definitely much, but I, I do like his emotions, and he does actually talk about transits yeah. a lot. But there's been a lot where it's just been like, oh, your sun is squaring your moon right now. And it's like, okay, interpret that. You yeah. Know? Like, I need more than just the language. Like, tell me the interpretation. Well, because you know what that means, but you want to hear it from them. That's yeah. why you're going to them. Yeah, I've gotten a couple really... I, I went to this one astrologer. She was at a party, actually, so she was kind of like... 
just doing readings for everyone there, but she was like the doom and gloom astrologer. Every single person I talked to at that party, she told something horrible to, but gave them no practical advice to deal with it. My boyfriend and I sat down and she did our charts together and she was like, you should never have children. You should never have pets together. Like it's going to tear you apart. And he still brings that up sometimes. He's anxious about it. He's like, maybe we shouldn't have pets. I'm like, don't listen to that lady. It's like, been eight years. I know. Like he's still stressed out about it. <laughs> and I'm like, that lady like told my other friend that she might die young. It's like, geez, like what are you supposed to do with that? Like, yeah. you probably shouldn't be going to someone who is telling you things, like, that freak you out. Unless you see it in your own chart and you're like, oh, okay, I see it. And then yeah. it's okay, but then it's not freaking out. Wait, was there, was, did she put stuff into the system and actually read or was it like a Halloween party for entertainment or something? Well, it was a Halloween party, but she did have a, an iPad that she was doing the charts on. If something like that, you know, if you hear something scary when you get a reading, try to take it with a... Take it with a grain of salt, you know, maybe get a second opinion. Um, you know, not to say that there aren't things like that that can't be revealed in the chart, but like, you know, just one astrologer's word isn't necessarily gospel. Yeah, definitely not. I also had another astrology reading where she messed up the time and then when I tried to like correct it, she told me I was wrong and I would said that I was a Virgo rising. She did AM instead of PM. Oh, man. And, like, it was too awkward. And then so she I, said that you were wrong? Yes, she did the whole reading saying that I was a Virgo rising. So it messed up all the houses. It messed up everything because it was a written reading that she mailed to me. And I was like, this was really nice. Thank you, but the time is wrong. And she insisted that it wasn't. And I'm like, I'm an astrologer. I know that I'm a Pisces rising. And she's like, maybe you're using a different book. <laughs> so I just I just let it go. It's astrology. Yeah. It's, it's kind of straightforward. Yeah. But anyway, um just that's all that to say I've had some really amazing readings too and yeah. uh that's the whole thing. Like you got to find the ones that really resonate with you and um I know it's hard cuz astrology can be an investment. A lot of astrologers do charge more than like tarot readers for instance. So you want to make sure that you are, you know, working with someone who you're going to connect with but also a really good astrologer too like you might only need to see one time like sometimes mm. it's that sometimes a really good astrology I just experienced a really good chart and to the point where I went a long time without listening to it and then I listened to it again and transcribed yeah. it and I was like okay it's still going it's still really good like she gave yeah. me years worth of information and the information she gave me from my past was great. Yeah. And then the way that she looked at things made me look at different things in my chart because I understood the language. So I started looking at things that I had never seen before and looking at other people's charts in a completely different way because of this reading. So some readings are like... Who was that? Um, Raquel. Her name is Raquel and she's out of... She used to live here. Oh. She's Brazilian actually and she's out of... Um, she moved to Arizona. Cool. Yeah, I got a reading from this British astrologer named Jeremy Neal, who's the male astrologer that I really like, um, but he's like very like Chiron-based and very much about healing and things like that. He did a, a reading for me like seven years ago, but he, what I really liked was that he gave me something to kind of practically do, so like he told me that my aspect pattern would get triggered anytime a fixed sign was at 19 degrees 
or, or a, a planet was at 19 degrees of a fixed sign or four degrees of a cardinal sign. So now I can like practically look that up and it's so true. And I didn't have a way to kind of track these things before I didn't understand, but it's like an added layer that I'm still using seven years after I got this reading from this guy. That is actually really smart. Yeah. That's just a really good way to understand aspects if you just look at the cardinal or fixed sign and the degree instead of having to like do all the calculations. Like that's yeah. just really smart to be like, all right, I'm getting hit right now. Yeah, and I, I remember the thing is like he explained it in such a way that I could understand where I was seven years ago in my astrological study. But the more that I read this, every year I'll reread it and I understand a little bit more every time. And now I like understand why that happens. Like when I first got it, I didn't understand why. I just knew that that was something to look for. But now yeah. I, I understand why, which is so cool to have that added dimension to it over time. And I think that's what a good astrology reading will do. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's cool how different astrologers do different things. So like I've been really into moon, moon cycles and moon signs and like, you know, and a different astrologer might do, like you said, more Chiron-based, so that you can really go down different rabbit holes with different people and, like, examine yourself in such different ways through it. And it's just really yeah, the Aquarians like the asteroid astrology, too. That's yeah, what I noticed. Every Aquarian I, I know are like, and let me look at the asteroids. Well, the asteroids are yeah. super cool because it's, like, the feminine balance. Because a lot of the planets, except for Venus, are all masculine, so... Mm -hmm. It really offers that female aspect that we don't really generally look at at first. Mm -hmm. And then the progress charts are just cool because it's just like the idea that it's fast forwarded and that's what you are right now in this moment. Then you start to learn, or at least me, like, oh, well, I'm a Pisces with a Pisces moon, Pisces rising right now. I'm super Pisces. So, like, how do I harness those energies and not, like let things hit me over the head like by not being aware that that's the energy I'm like learning to be right now mm. yeah I you blew me away I, I went to Ellen for a craniosacral energy work session and before we started you asked me about my current progress chart and you incorporated it in and it was so cool because I I like know a little bit about progressions but it's still something that I'm discovering and so you really helped me to think about that in a new way that was the one where I yeah. Yeah. She's been showing up in other readings that people have given me too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This dog, Ellen's dog, is so adorable. Maybe I'll post a picture on the. Um, yeah. He's rising he's a, Instagram. Yeah, he's a Taurus with a Scorpio moon. Oh, you're gonna. You're gonna, gonna wake up for it. Is there anything else that we can say? Oh, that's a good one. Okay. So if you want to be a professional astrologer, what can you do? Maybe we should end with yeah. that. Yeah. Um, actually, one thing I want to say before that or leading up to that is there's no ratio. So if you want to be a professional astrologer, one of the things that I started looking up in the beginning is like, okay, what order do I make the chart in? What order do I read? What do I read first? Yeah. You want to read what pops. Like when you go to that circle and you see that angle or like a line strikes you, you know, you really want to to go for for that boldness because that's the intuition part of it and that's what's going to um, tell you where to look. So that's the signal. So there are some formulas to use, but I think as you're moving along and being, 
getting into the energy of being more professional in astrology or using it as a service to, to give people than doing what pops in the circle as opposed to doing the ratio. They'll tell you, oh, look at the ascending, look at what the ruling planet is and what house it falls in. That's the most important thing. There's not really an order. The most important thing is going to be what your eyes gravitate to at the time, what pattern is popping at the time. Yeah, you can really burn yourself out if you try to follow this formula. Um, everybody's going to do it differently. I think that's important to kind of listen to yourself and your own intuition rather than following a script. But yeah, if you want to be a professional astrologer, I mean, there's a lot of Definitely recommend, you know, reading books, listening to podcasts is a good way. Um, reading books that are psychologically based as well, too. Yes. It's going to be very helpful because it's going to... Some astrology books are so well written. They're just very blunt and it's like everything you're written is a, wrote, is a bullet point. So that gives you energy to interpret as well. But it might be something like Mars and Aries person might flail to the ground having a temper tantrum Mars and Taurus person might flail to the ground and stand there for you know stay there for 20 minutes having a temper tantrum yeah so there might be like really really specific things in these I find that the books that are psychologically based can be really concise and to the point so astrology can actually get really specific but then you can add the detail and the floral to it by just seeing okay Mars in this brings this, or Mars squaring this brings this. Um, so there is definitely a pattern that has a good base, but you can really amplify off that pattern with interpretation rather than some of these books like, now, Joanna Maritime does it a little bit, um, but the who's the Libra astrologer? Linda Goodman. Like some astrologers are so flowery, and they're beautiful, they're really well written, but they're just like, you'll read it and you'll be like, oh, Pisces are romantic. I'm not romantic. Why am I not romantic? And it's like, there'll be something, there's so much wording around it that it just, you know, you might get lost in the first paragraph and be like, oh, I'm none of these things. So you don't want to yeah. pick through it. So the psychological books have always been my favorite because they're really professional and concise with the point and you can interpret. And usually the people that have these psychological books based on astrology is because they were psycho psychologists first that got into astrology. And then astrology won and ruled and they ended up going for astrology. But there is also this really grounded sense because of all their schooling they had in psychology. So what books would you recommend to someone starting out? There's a bunch of Carl Jung astrology-based books, um, Jungian books is really good. Um, there's, oh, Starting Out. Or not even Starting um, Out, just just psychological books, I guess. And then, actually, I have, uh, you talk for a minute. I'm going to go grab mine. Okay, yeah. I, I really like, if you want to dive really deep, um, Liz Green does a bunch of different astrology books that go really deep. Um, she has one that's all about Saturn and the birth chart, and it's um, incredibly deep and transformative. Definitely not for people that are just starting out, but also... I really like, there's an astrologer named Robert Hand um, who had like a series of books on transits and aspects and things like that. Oh, you're talking about Robert Hand? Yes. He's the best. I like him a lot. He, he discovered composite charts, which I thought was, I used to like not even look at composite charts until I realized he was the one that yeah. came up with them and then I, and then I was hooked after yeah, that. I'm like, okay, it is accurate because this guy yeah. is awesome. So what um, do you have here? Astrology and Pain, The Keys to Freedom by Beverly Flynn. Science and the Key of Life, 
This is actually this was printed in Maine. A, a, a lot of these books were printed in Maine. Alvitas. Um, yeah, this one is it's really dense, but it's good. Astrology, Karma, and Transformation: The Inner Decisions of a Birth Chart. Stephen Arroyo. And then this is my favorite book. It's actually kind of disorganized, but it's very blunt, even though it's so big. Astrology in Modern Language. And this is by Richard Vaughn. Yep, so those are some recommendations, places to start. Um, Anything by Demetra George. Oh, yeah, she's great. She's really great. Um, She does whole sign, and she'll get into the asteroids and things like that. Chani Nicholas is good too. She's, oh, you were born for this? Is that? Yeah, it's it's a good book if you're just beginning for sure. Yeah, that's she's a good place to start. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I can put a list of these books in the description if you want to um, have a visual aid to go through. Um, so definitely read books, listen to podcasts. I also just suggest following your transits. It's the fastest way to learn in like a practical way and maybe you know you might need an astrologer to help you the first time but you can also use I use the time passages app um it's free but if you pay for it then you can have unlimited charts so you can track your transits you can track your friends and family's transits and the descriptions on there are pretty good but overall it will give you a really good way to practically use astrology every day Actually, they do a really good description, surprisingly. For it being generalized, they, yeah. they're, I think, even better than AstroDunst in their description. I agree. Time passages, yeah. passages yeah. yeah. I bounce between them and AstroDunst, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I know there's, like, a lot of astrology software. I've honestly never gotten into any of that. I, you know, I know a lot of people use Gold, that. Astro Gold. Gold, Astro yeah, Gold that's the... It's, like, the one that a lot of the professional astrologers that you see on YouTube, they have their own platform, they'll use... The Astro Gold. It's really fluid. You can like click through by the day or the minute too, so you can really watch the planets moving mm. and like see it relating. So sometimes if you're really visual, that's like a nice aspect because on um, some of the other platforms you have to kind of like go back, reload every time you reset a different time yeah. or something. So that one's a little bit more fluid if you see the movement of it. It costs money, right? Um, there's an app which does. It's like forty bucks, and then they're they're uh, software is like three twenty, I think, like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, it starts at two hundred and up. Yeah. If you want to be professional, you know that might be a good tool. It's, it's a good investment, I think. Um, I don't have it. I have it on my phone, but it's like I, I think it would be better on the big screen. Yeah. Yeah. Astrology is is visual, and you feel it. Like you feel the pressure of a transit when you're being transited. If you have awareness. You're going to feel it in your body, whether it's pressure or energy or feeling like you're caffeinated. Um, so then when you have that astro gold, for example, and you see it, if you're getting conjuncted, you can see the planet creeping up on you yeah, and the you pressure it cre- and the pressure it creates. Mm-hmm. So if you're a visual person, I would say the astro gold is the, probably the best to use. I don't, it actually makes me nauseous. Because you can I've see seen it, it creeping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also if you like hover the mouse over it, it like just will switch the planets you know like you can move there's so much movement yeah 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 I know know a lot of the professional astrologers I know use that program um when I'm tracking like the current transiting sky so taking my own birth chart out of it there's a uh, planetwatcher.com you can just uh put in any date and see the chart and it shows you all the upcoming aspects that are happening in the transiting sky so that's a useful quick free resource and you can go you know, minute by minute, hour by hour. Um, so if you want to just kind of look at what's happening in the sky, taking out your own chart 
um, that's a good resource as well. All right. Well, we will be back with a topic where we kind of stick to the subject a little bit more, but we, Ash and I were just talking about in the beginning of this how we're like just basically admitted we're getting a little bored and we like the free flow conversation better. So we're going to be bringing that to you a little bit more and we will get back to the compatibility series. Yeah, we might we not do it every that. other week anymore. Yeah. We might just kind of do it as we feel, but we'll definitely finish it. So stick with us. Let us know if there's anything you're curious about. We are going to maybe talk about Jupiter entering Pisces, mm-hmm. um, which is happening May 13th for a short time. So maybe next time we'll talk about that. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pisces Rising. To send us a request for a topic, or to get a reading with us, you can find us on Instagram at Pisces Rising Podcast. Email us, Pisces Rising Podcast at gmail.com, or find us on Facebook. Have a magical day.